I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup. Sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. I'm Nathan here. Hope you're enjoying your week. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Whatever it is you're doing, I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, just checking in this week, the 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 episode, the the steady flow of the episodes are going to be coming out more and more as the season starts. You know that season; it's almost there. Baseball season. How do you feel about it? <laughs> Anyway, say every week, I'm sure you're tired of hearing it. I'm kind of tired of saying it, but I'm just reminding you, you can reach me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com, social media, all the good shit. Just type in full count chaos. There I am. Love to hear from you. Got a couple emails over the week, some tweets, some Twitter tweets that came in. Go over that here in just a second. Somebody by the name of Dustin wasn't exactly happy with me. Short and to the point, didn't understand what I was talking about last episode when I was, I guess he was thinking let me pull it up here i'll just go ahead and read it now he says crime doesn't pay and neither does cheating not sure your point on your last episode that's all it says it's from dustin appreciate the email he did put p.s i don't have a twitter account inside joke if you tune in to every episode but anyway uh, my point was what i was saying last week about uh i was talking about hey it's worth it it seems like it's worth cheating. The Astro players get away with it. They get to keep their rings. They get to keep their money, their contract. Uh, people who take steroids get the big money. When they get caught, they still get to keep their contract. They still get to come back and play. And then I made a, a silly example of drug dealing. You know, hey, look, you're going to get in some shit. You get caught. But by that time, you've made a shit ton of money. Smoke weed every day. That was just a stupid example. Whatever. I hope you didn't take that too seriously, Dustin. Hope you're not thinking, hey, I, I don't, you know, I like the podcast, but now he's telling us. Go ahead and sell drugs. That's not at all what I'm talking about. And I did say last episode, I don't agree with it. If you cheat, get the fuck out of here. Nobody wants a cheater. Shouldn't be cheating. Blah, 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 whatever. Cheating's bad. I said that a million times last week. But, again, Dustin's going, I don't get it. Well, that's what I was talking about. You know, it seems like in baseball, you cheat, you take steroids, or you do what the Astros did. Hey, look. You still get to play baseball, and you're still a millionaire. Whatever. So a lot to go over. Are you tired of hearing about the Astros? I'm going to be talking about the Orioles here. Some stuff came up with the Orioles. And again, the season's almost here. 
Even though they might be historically bad, I'm still excited about it. I don't care. It's the Orioles, and who knows? Like I said, maybe these players are so fucking tired of hearing about how bad they're going to be. It's just going to piss them off, and then maybe they'll do a little, 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 tiny, tiny little cheating, you know, just to kind of get ahead. Wait, what did you say? Whatever. It's a, at this point, it's like, why not? John Means put a tweet out about the Astros. And again, are you getting tired of hearing about the Astros? Are you sick and tired of hearing about it? Do, or do you tune in and you, and you want more answers? You know, you go on Twitter every day. You want to see what's happening, who's speaking out. A lot, of, a lot more people are speaking out. Owners, managers, players. Mike Bordick spoke out. John Means put a tweet out there. See, what did John Means say? <laughs> so, so all you have to do is give up $5 million, a few draft picks, and suspended a manager and GM for the owner to rake in all the playoff and World Series revenue. Says any contender during that time would have taken this trade-off. Good luck, pitchers. Shots fired. (laughs) John Means angry posting. And a lot of other players, a ton of other players and managers and coaches and owners, they all feel the same way. And then Mike Bordick said on Glenn Glenn Clark Radio, Says, I'll tell you, if I knew what pitch was coming all the time, I might be in the Hall of Fame right now. It's just that easy, honestly. And that's how good big league players are. So there you have it. Mike Bordick, John Means starting to speak out. Not liking it. And then you see Mike Fires. <laughs> oh, my God. If you don't know who he is, he's the guy who came out and uh, started all this shit with the Astros. He used to play for them. He said, yeah, they cheated. We cheated. Now I'm seeing on Twitter, and I don't know if it's 100% true. I haven't really looked into it. I literally just came across this about a couple hours ago, but apparently he's hanging out with some underage girls. I don't know. They're going to put me in jail. Seeing tweets. Again, it's hard with Twitter. And I know a lot of people tweet they don't have that blue check mark, and sometimes they think, well, is it? they don't have the blue check mark, so are they full of shit? You never know what to believe. A lot of whistleblowers out there. But these tweets I'm seeing about Mike Fires, the post and photos on his account, hanging out with these girls who are very cute in the picture, but apparently they're underage, and that's a no-no. From what I read, the girl was about 16 years old that people keep seeing in his photos that he's hanging out with. And we all know the saying, 16 will get you 20. It's quite a way to uh, distract people from asking you about the Astros. What can I do? I don't want to talk about the Astros anymore. I fucked up. Well, he didn't fuck up. He did the right thing. He just did it a couple years later. He's like, how can I distract it? Now? How can I distract people from talking to me about the Astros? Oh, I have an idea. Oh, boy, that didn't work out. So I don't know if that's true or not. I'll look into that a little bit more as well. I'm sure some things will come up. Also, we saw uh, if the, the video that's trending right now. Adam Jones arriving in Japan, getting off the plane, walking through the airport. My God, it's like he's got a SWAT team around him. It almost looked like when the Beatles used to walk through the airport. It's crazy. So Adam Jones is officially playing baseball in Japan. And he had a quote. He said he made his wife watch Mr. Baseball, the movie, (laughs) to help her with the decision on moving to Japan. I think that's pretty funny. Tom Selleck. Fucking great mustache. Great mustache. Him Between him and Burt Reynolds. I don't know anyone else who has a better mustache than those two. I tried growing a mustache, just the mustache a few years ago, and I grow a great one. But boy, do I look creepy. I look like I am up to something like 
I am not allowed in school zones. <laughs> I have police telling me all the time just because I look creepy, just because they're under the assumption this guy must be up to something with the way that mustache looks. So I don't grow them anymore. I'm done with the mustache. But uh, the I think the movie back in 92, I think that's what it was. Let's type this in. Mr. Baseball. Bu- 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 1992. There we go. I win. Great movie. Uh, but he had his wife watch that movie, and apparently after she watched it, she liked it so much, she said, yeah, let's go to Japan. <laughs> Tom Selleck, talk me into going to Japan, so let's do it. Fuck it. So that video was funny, man. I didn't know who it was at first. I just saw uh, somebody retweeting a video. I'm trying to figure out who it is, and there it is. There he is. Adam Jones in the middle of a bunch of bodyguards who are about each five foot two. He's towering over them, and it was the same... Uh, and Mr. Baseball is like the same scene. There's a scene where he's walking through the airport and he looks about nine feet tall. Anyway, uh, also, a lot of people are talking about Derek Jeter. I don't fucking care. I really didn't care. One vote away from 100%. 396 out of 397 voted for Jeter. So what? Would I have felt any different? How would I have felt? Somebody say, how would you have felt if Jeter didn't get into the Hall of Fame? I wouldn't have cared. I would not have cared. I love the game of baseball. I think Derek Jeter was a great baseball player. And there's a lot of people coming out saying he was overrated and probably shouldn't have even made the Hall of Fame. But there is an NBC News article titled, Derek Jeter's Hall of Fame election was one vote short of unanimous. Thank goodness. It was written by Corbin Smith of NBCNews.com. Guess he's not... (laughs) It's almost like if you're not a Yankees fan, you could care less about Jeter. Although there are a lot of people out there who are, and and I know, I get it. It's Derek Jeter. He's one of the greatest. Is he really? Is he really one of the greatest? So this guy writes, he goes, he's never won an MVP award, despite being extremely famous with the ladies and some dudes, playing in the MLB for an extraordinary long time. And then he just goes on and on about how his numbers really aren't that outstanding. And he feels that it's just, you know, if he he played for the Twins, would he have gotten the same treatment? Would everyone be in awe? Would he have made the Hall of Fame 300 and, what was it, uh, 396 votes out of 397? And and the rumors of uh, Derek Jeter having a gift gift basket for the women who he slept with the next morning. It's hilarious. For that, I think he should go in the Hall of Fame. You know, waking up with a little gift basket, and I heard that a lot. And the women, who apparently slept with him, <laughs> said the same thing. Again, that's an old old news. I think that's great. I, I always wanted to know what was in the gift baskets. I always think it's going to be like a signed autograph photo, <laughs> a jersey, some perfume, maybe the day after pill, just in case. Here, please take one. I don't want any little jeeters running around right now. Let's just... Enjoy our moment, and here, take this pill, just in case. I don't think I ever received a gift after hooking up with a girl on a one-night stand. And I don't think I ever gave them a gift. I think the nicest thing I ever really did was give them a ride home in the morning, right? Those are some awkward ride homes back in the day, obviously, before I got married. it <laughs> There was some there was somewhere I actually liked the girl. I did, and it just happened to be the ones I liked. You know, all I got was just an unanswered text message the next day, and Silence on the way home. (laughs) That's how it always is. 
Anyway, where the hell am I going with this? But yeah, back to Derek Jeter. And then Aubrey Huff tweeted out about Jeter. He says, I love Jeter. He was a good ball player and was always super cool to me. But I've been saying this for years. He was overrated. He was magnificent in the clutch, yes, but also was a Yankee. If he pl- oh, This is where it was. If he played for the Twins his whole career, nobody would care. He was the one who said it, not that guy on NBC News got it mixed up. So Aubrey Huff saying, I don't think he would have made it. Feels on another team. But he had decent numbers. Break it down for you. 3,465 hits, the sixth most in Major League history. There's also the most hits by a player whose primary position was shortstop. Jeter is the Yankees' all-time leader in games played. 2,747 games, 11,195 bats, 544 doubles, and 358 stolen bases. His 12-year run as Yankees captain is still the longest in team history. All right, we'll put him in the Yankees Hall of Fame. So we got people writing articles, people tweeting out about they're not thrilled that uh, Jeter got into the Hall of Fame. Just a lot of hating. (laughs) A lot of hating. Love to hear from you if you think Jeter belongs in the Hall of Fame or is it just because he's a Yankee? But again, when I heard that he was one vote away from 100, I'm like, who cares? Who gives a shit? I don't care. There's some people out there just like, oh my God, like in awe. Just like they found out the worst news. I'm sure I'd love to hear New York radio right now. Hearing what the fans said, everyone meet, m- mad about Jeter not getting 100% votes. I can't believe Jeter didn't get 100%. Anyway, so moving on, I'd love to hear from you. How do you feel about Derek Jeter? Uh, the Orioles. Hey, how about those Orioles? <laughs> poor, poor Adley Rushman. I say that because this guy, If uh, hopefully he doesn't sit down and read the tweets and the articles and the blogs out about this guy. Because he doesn't need any more pressure than he probably already has. And everything I read right now, if the Oriole fans could and they could vote people in in the Hall of Fame, Adley Rushman would be in the Hall of Fame today. I mean, the things that I read and and talk about with people, they think Adley Rushman, after his third year of baseball in the majors, no doubt he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. He's going to be the reason why the Orioles have five World Series wins in a row. Orioles prospects on MLB Pipeline came out, top 100. This is encouraging. Adley Rushman, number four. Some people feel he should be number one. (laughs) Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, number 36. D.L. Hall, 69. Yeah, baby. Ryan Mountcastle, 94. Now, I know it seems like we've been hearing about Mountcastle for like 15 years. Every time Mountcastle's name gets brought up now, it's like people are going, all right, enough. Either bring him up or stop talking about him. We've been hearing about him since 97. Well, actually, he's only 22 years old. What position will he play? I don't know. Who knows? With his arm, he might be at first base. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen with Chris Davis? I I made a promise I wasn't going to talk about him. He did say something fucking stupid the other day. But again, I promised I wouldn't talk about him, and I'm not. We talked about him so goddamn much. Tired of saying the name Chris Davis. But some people are going, well, if he doesn't have an arm, put him at second base. No, you dimrod. You can't, you need an arm at second base. Why? You're only throwing 10, 5 feet to first. No, those double plays. You need the arm. You need that rocket. Remember Johnny Scope and Manny Machado throwing out double plays? Scope would throw about 105 miles per hour to first base. You need that. We saw what happened when a guy like Ryan Flaherty with that arm when he was at second base. Not many double plays were being turned. So you need a good arm. You need a good arm everywhere on the field. There's nowhere you can hide it except first base. But we'll see him. He'll be coming up. And speaking of Adley Rushman, 
A lot of people uh, are excited because the Euros have extended Adley Rushman a formal invitation to Major League Camp. He will be in Sarasota when pitchers and catchers report February 11th. He obviously won't be making the starting roster. I think a lot of people are excited. They think they're going to see him walking into Camden Yards opening day. That's not going to happen. They're just trying to give him some time around Major League players, get him ready for when he does come up. And I think it's a smart move what they're doing. Why not? Get him ready. Good way to get him around Major League players. Be like, well, this is what Major League pitching and batting looks like. And also, they know more fans will be packing in the seats down south. You know, why not? Why not use them to bring in some loot? <laughs> nice, nice sales pitch that day around the table, right? Hey, I got an idea how to bring fans in. That kid, Adley Rushman, bring him up. Use an Adley to get some dough to start the Grapefruit League. I like it. <laughs> that first game that Adley is going to be in Camden Yards. I'm wondering if he's he's. I'm sure he's going to get more attention than Manny because I remember. The news of the first day Manny Machado came up to play in Camden Yards, I don't think it was sold out because I was there. And I don't remember the stadium being packed, but I think Adley, when he comes up, I think you might see a sellout crowd. And again, poor kid, talk about pressure. He's going to go 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Jesus, Nate, don't say that. And speaking of catchers, the Orioles announced Thursday that they've signed right-hander Brady Rogers and catcher Taylor Davis to minor league contracts. Now, I don't know much about Brady Rogers, except he's coming from the Astros organization, and he's got like a career ERA of 15. So I don't know too much about that guy. Not exactly excited. But this guy, Taylor Davis, looks like he's a pretty funny fucking dude. If you go on Twitter and just type in Taylor Davis, you're going to see the video. There is a funny-ass video of him where apparently he always finds the camera. And he just stares into it. And there's a, um, <laughs> somebody put a video together of him doing it. I think it's about five minutes long. And they put the song, was it Frankie Valley? Can't take my eyes off of you. I don't know why I know that, but I do. And it's just him making eye contact with the camera. He said he did that a few years ago. And it was catching on, and he said one time his manager said, hey, you, you got to keep doing it. You can't stop now. The fans love it. He's 30 years old. He spent the last nine seasons with the Cubs organization. The Marlins picked him up in the 49th round of 08. So he's not exactly, you know, this young kid who, hey, maybe him and Adley are going to tear it up together. But I think it's going to be fun. I think he will be fun for the game because if he keeps doing what he was doing with looking at the camera, apparently what I'm reading is he's great with the fans and the kids. He's just a fun guy, nice guy. I'm sure he's fun in the locker room from what I hear. Bring him up because there's going to be some sad times with the Orioles this year and maybe next year. So why not get some fun involved? But uh, at Moorhead State where he played in college, he hit 360 with 36 home runs, walking 82 times with just 60 strikeouts in 137 games. Now, in the minors, I mean, right now he's got a career average of 222. He's not exactly lighting it up, although there is a video that it, from 2019 he just crushes a grand slam. Uh, who was that against? I think that was against St. Louis. And it was 5-1 to one at the time, May of 2019. I'm just kind of reading up here real quick. I always have my notes scattered all over the place in case I forget. But then when I even look at the notes, it's like I'm still like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it was 5-1 to one against the Cubs in the ninth inning. Hit a grand slam. 
<laughs> to tie it up 5-5. Five, five. Here it is. I'll see if I can play it. It's on my phone. I just found it. Here we go. Let's see if you can hear this. High fly ball. This game is tied. Grand slam. Taylor Davis. Yeah, talk about great technology. Putting the phone up to the mic. Nothing like it, right? So Taylor Davis coming on the Orioles to play catcher, obviously. And that'll be fun. He just seems like a fun guy. So, hopefully uh, that works out. And the Orioles, a lot of people still think the Orioles are going to have over 100 losses. I don't know. It's interesting with this team, where they're at, and their goal, and what Mike Elias is trying to do, apparently. Who fucking knows what's going to happen this year? Maybe 20 years down the road, we're going to say, we were there in 2020 when the Orioles made the playoffs and won the division and shocked the world. You know, it was like the Titans beating the Ravens. Nobody knew that was going to happen. And then they shocked the world. But, again, anywhere you look, you know, you're trying to get prepared. You're trying to get ready. You're trying to read up on the Orioles. But everywhere you look now is the Astros. I think why now is because a lot of people are speaking out. And I did talk about John Means' tweet earlier and Mike Bordick coming out saying, hey, I'd be in the Hall of Fame right now, too, if I knew what pitch was coming. And I don't like how Houston Astro players right now are making it seem like they're the victim somehow. Like it's them versus the world. I don't fucking understand that. Just say you're sorry. Take it like a man. You got fucked. Walk on and say, look, we learned from our mistakes and we're sorry. Alex Bregman said the other day, the commissioner came out with a report. MLB did the report and the Astros did what they did. They made their decision on what they're going to do. That was it. Say you're fucking sorry, man. Say we fucked up. We're sorry. We learned from our mistakes. They're all acting like, nah, now we're going to show you guys. We're going to win it now. We're going to win it without cheating. We'll show you. Then Jose Altuve just comes out and says, uh, yeah, they're ready to play for 2020. That's all they're pl- That's all they're doing. Anything you want to say? No, we're just getting ready for 2020. Man, they're going to get heckled all year. I'm Again, I- I've said this before. I wonder how long they're going to get heckled for. You know, Athletes have one of the, just a gigantic ego, always, all of them. If you're rich, you make lots of money, you get pampered your whole life, and you're an athlete, and people are always shouting your name, wanting your autograph, blah, 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 blah. Over the years, yeah, you're going to have a huge ego, and apologizing is not in their vocabulary, the word apologize. They just don't know how to say it. They don't want anything to do with it. They do no wrong. But Dallas Keiko, first player to apologize. This is what he says. First and foremost, I think apologies should be in order for, if not everybody on the team. It was never intended to be what it what it is made to be right now. <laughs> what he was saying was, never thought we'd get caught. I mean, the Astros owner, he hasn't even apologized yet. In that article I read last week about ESPN talking about what the o- other team's owners were saying. They couldn't name any names. Even they were like, what the fuck, man? Start apologizing. Just say you're sorry. And Justin Verlander, a lot of people are saying he's one of the, one of the worst ones. He all year talking about how MLB juiced the balls and it's not right what they're doing. It's giving the batters an advantage and they're fucking the pitchers. Ha! You fucking moron. You look like an asshole right now. And I'm telling you, when Ju- Justin Verlander, whatever National League team they're going to play and he's batting, you better watch it, Justin. You better watch it. 
And I'm not for that. I don't think pitchers should ever throw at batters because they can kill them, hit them in the head, whatever. But if you have good aim and you can maybe hit him in the back, maybe a little bit low in the side on the butt, go ahead, give him a little fuck you. If none of these players get suspended or punished, it's going to be bad. The, the league has got to figure something out. This It can't be over. And people are coming uh, down hard on the Astro fans. I've noticed a lot, too. Like, they had something to do with it. And I'm sure there's some Astro fans out there that are defending their team. And I'm sure if something like this happened with the Orioles, there'd be fan, Oriole fans out there saying some moronic things about trying not to blame the players and it wasn't their fault. I've just seen some stupid things, but fan, <laughs> fans are going to... Fans are, other fans are fighting with the Astro fans, coming at them, going back and forth, which that's entertaining. But I just kind of laugh. I don't get involved in that because, look, again, sport fans were crazy, and when it's your favorite team, you're going to say some stupid shit to defend them. It happens all the time. And that's what we do. We, we defend our team, but some say stupider shit than others. I've had disputes with other fans where I know pretty quick whether or not I'm arguing with a lunatic. I, I know pretty fast Right then and there, like, oh, no, 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 no. This guy's a lunatic. He's a moron. I- I'm going to end this. I'm just going to end it. <laughs> Whether I'm, I'm talking face-to-face with somebody or I'm on Twitter, I know. Probably five seconds in, nope. This guy or this girl has completely lost it. And then Scott Boris, what a fucking moron he is. Defending the Astros. And he's I'm sure you know, he's a sport agent. He, I talked about him last week. Makes about a half a billion dollars, and uh, good for him with the money he makes. But he was coming out on Twitter. He was talking about how he's blaming it on the managers and the owners saying the players should come out and be like, you installed this, you put this in front of us. Then Scott Boris says, coaches and managers encourage you to use the information. It is not coming from the player individually. It is coming from the team in my stadium installed with authority. And then the other example that Boris gives was a man driving 55 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone only believes he is speeding if the limit is clearly posted. Are you shitting me? What an idiot. He sounds like an Astros fan. What a stupid analogy. You're only cheating only. So you're basically saying unless someone came up and tapped the Astros on the back and said, hey, guys, you're cheating. Stop this. They felt like they were doing no wrong. Shut the fuck up, old man, and just make your billions of dollars and go away. What an idiot. He says the players were not given the latest state of rules. Oh, my God. If you read this article, you'll become dumber. I don't know. I think I'm so angry at him because how much money he makes. And he does what I would love to do. I don't know. He's a successful guy. Who made lots of money, who's saying moronic things, so it's easy to pick on them, whatever. So I know there hasn't been much Orioles news out there. I mean, there's a good amount, but nothing crazy like with this shit with the Houston Astros. And and I guess it's getting more entertaining because more people are speaking out. You know, you got John Means sending tweet, Mike Bordick, other players, managers. What a, It's entertaining. And when the season starts, like I said, the more and more of these episodes will just be flowing every week like I did last year and the year before. I During the offseason last year, I didn't even put out an episode. I think I put a couple out this time. Maybe I'll start getting more and more and out, more and more out there. But, you know, what the fuck are you going to talk about in a rebuild? Talking about guys we're not even going to probably see in 
10 years. Anyway, I say it every week. Love to hear from you. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Uh, the first week of the season of that episode is when I'm going to be uh, giving away or or mentioning how you can get the free tickets. And they're good seats, man. You're not going to be in the upper deck. I take care of you. Just me telling you I love you guys tuning in. So that first week is when I'll be mentioning how you can win the tickets. You know, I, I did something stupid last time where I, I just pulled a name out of a hat. I think I might get you guys more involved, like maybe give some trivia question. I don't know. Maybe you'll have something to do with uh, things that I've said, so you can't exactly Google it. But anyway, always love getting you guys involved. Love to hear from you. Love to hear from you more on the Astros. What do you think the Orioles are going to do? Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they uh, going to do what I'm saying? I think they might do how they're getting sick and tired of hearing how they're going to lose all the time, and then they somehow, like Jake Taylor in Major League, he stands up and gives the greatest speech ever, and then they win it all, right? That's what the Orioles are going to do. So again, reach out. Be part of the show. Till next time, see you.